This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz. Sports on the Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. California assault weapon law makes it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. Convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR pattern rifle into a straight-pull bolt-action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution, no milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas systems. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Hey, if you have a legal matter that involves anything gun-related, call the Dillon Law Group. Attorney John Dillon, red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, storage. Call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon, at 760-642-7150, 760-642-7150, or visit the website at Dillon Law Group or LawGP.com, DillonLawGP.com. Let John Dillon do the gunning for you. All right. What do you got for us today? So we just did a an, another amazing shooting social yesterday. Um, you know, we've been doing these shooting socials on and off ever since our beginning, actually. Um, and it's uh, it went really, really well. We had 20 brand new shooters. Uh, we did it at Poway Weapons and Gear. And uh, it was uh, it was fantastic. We had 20 mentors, which are, you know, experienced shooters that are usually members of San Diego County gun owners. In fact, they all are. And uh, we taught... 20 new students. Joe, it was amazing. You've, you've done the shooting socials with us. Yeah, those things are great. And that's, I'm really happy to see that we're, we're putting them out there again. And lots of people are signing up for them because uh, we slowed down for a little bit. But it's nice to see them back. We did. You know, a lot of the, the bandwidth that we were, uh, you know, a lot of the activity and time that we were doing, uh, uh, that we were spending on shooting socials kind of got taken over by the CCW seminars. You know, those heated up and got real popular. And uh we had a couple of shooting socials the last last month, and one actually canceled. And they said, hey, you know what? We thought we could get it organized, but we couldn't. So we just put it out there to the general membership and said, hey, does anybody know anybody who's new? Maybe they've never shot before in their whole life, and they want an experience that's uh, safe and educational, and boom, we filled up. And now we have like four on the calendar. It- and uh, it, just, it, it just went gangbusters, went through the roof. So they're back and better than ever. Well, I think like again with all the pe- the new shooters coming on board, they're looking for a place to go, and I think those sh- the socials that you put together are a perfect venue where somebody can come, first time shooter, not feel embarrassed, not feel obligated. You know, I think it's perfect. It is, and we're a political organization, San Diego County Gun Owners. We're a political organization. We're not really an educational organization. That's not really our our main. Uh, uh, focus, but uh, it gives our members, you know, most of our members are 
comfortable teaching new shooters. That's mm-hmm. something that they're they're really good at. It's something that they have a passion for. Mm-hmm. And it helps us spread the word. It helps us grow the organization and, uh, you know, raise awareness. So uh, uh, we've embraced it wholeheartedly. And, and uh, yeah, we love it. It's been great. Yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic. And there's still opportunities to go to gun prom. I know it's a yeah shameless plug. But, <laughs> you know, I think for folks that first-time shooters, you know, if you want to be around like-minded people, and you'll be really impressed as to who will show up. Yeah. You'll see politicians. You'll see law enforcement. You'll see general- radio personalities. Yeah, radio personalities, de- dentists, doctors, lawyers, gardeners, landscapers. I mean, every walk of life comes to the gun prom, and they love it. Well, no, and, I've, got, and- well, I've got a couple uh, at my table now that are brand new um, just because of everything that's happened the last um, – the last, you know, couple of months, the uh, the husband now got the word that it's okay for him to buy a gun. <laughs> so I invited both of them to the gun prom, so they'll both be there at our table. So that's a good. good way to a good way to uh, find out about who is really in the gun community. Because, like I was saying, when I first started, I had this um, idea of what it was going to be look or what people were going to be like. You know, somewhere between Duck Dynasty and Rambo, yeah. and uh, not that way at all. Yeah, so at all. you know, lots of people think that way. So the the gun prom is a good place to dispel that. And and this is pretty much, this is it. This this is the last week to buy tickets. Um, we oh, have that's to, right. Yeah, yeah we got to get the final count in. So if you're listening to this, go to gunprom.com, buy your ticket today. Yes, it's happening. For um, as little as how much a ticket? $99 a ticket. It's normally 150 but we had an early bird special, and we decided to just keep it uh, all and the way to the end. a meal. It's a meal. Um, it uh, it includes entertainment. It includes your entry into the uh, into the into the uh, um, uh, into the venue, um, and, it, and we're going to have you know all kinds of fun and entertainment, and it'll be uh, it'll be really great. There's and prizes. It's, social. And it's another social. Very social, yeah. And it's uh, there will be prizes, and there will be uh, live auctions and silent auctions, all kinds of all kinds. And of it's fun. at the town and country, and not only do they have an indoor venue, but they also have an outdoor venue. We'll right. be able to utilize both. So if you do have any concerns at all, you can go either indoors or outdoors. No, it's it's outdoors. We will oh, it's be all outdoors. outdoors. It's all yeah. outdoors. Yeah, they have a big outdoor area oh. for, that's big enough to accommodate fifteen hundred people. Gotcha. So we have plenty of space. Oh, I didn't realize it was all outdoors. Um, yeah, we, and we've sold over over seven hundred. T- I I got I can't remember the exact count, but we're over seven hundred tickets. Well, you just got eight today. Yeah, exactly. Seven hundred and eight. <laughs> but you got to you got to come. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, especially today. You know, there was another happening in La Mesa yesterday. Did you see that? No. Yeah, there was another big demonstration. Uh, Six hundred law enforcement officers this time. Six hundred. Yeah, they were prepared for this time, which for is sure. a good thing. Yeah, which yeah. is a good. Well, they did nothing happened. I mean, there was one arrest. Is that is that coincidence? You think? Or, uh... <laughs> there. By the way, there was one arrest. Yeah. And it wasn't the BLM side. It was the other side. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was the other side taunting and, and actually got uh, physical with the BLM folks, and they arrested him. So there was one arrest, and it wasn't BLM. It was the other side. I'll be darned. He showed up just to mess with and provoke BLM, and he got arrested. There were m- multiple agencies, Sheriff, uh, La Mesa PD, Harbor, um, I saw Chula Vista PD. Did you go? I didn't go, but I, I watched. I was watching the uh, the news. Uh, yeah, I wanted to. You know, I wanted to put a, a shirt on. I was trying to figure out, like, like I was gonna make a sign that said something like "No dog in this fight" and just stand there or something. You know what I mean? Or or like free hugs. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, that would have gone over real bit. But wear your mask. <laughs> that was the other thing. It was so ridiculous. So I watched all the live uh, feed. The live feed, 
And I, I, it just cracked me up how many people showed up at a riot with a mask. Yeah. And I'm like, come on. Right. You, you want to be safe at the riot? You know? Right, right, so right, ridiculous. Right, right. I thought you, riots were safe from COVID. Yeah. You didn't need a mask there. If you want to be safe, don't go to a riot. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Right, it's so right. ridiculous. It is, uh, but, well, uh, well, Vachi said it's okay. He says, it's, I don't, yeah. you know, it's not a problem. I mean, I, I don't make that, that determination. So, but they did well. The, I, honestly, um, I, I don't, I think the whole thing's ridiculous. I think every side of that is ridiculous. I mm-hmm. think that, uh, we, we actually had, uh, we got contacted Friday because La Mesa said, Hey, in this zone, uh, in this particular zone, and they had provided a map, no, uh, no weapons of any kind, and in, they included firearms. And at first, well, wait a minute. What do you mean no firearms? You, you guys don't have the authority to do that. Mm-hmm. It's, it could be unconstitutional. It could go against the preemption laws for the state. Uh, but upon closer inspection, we actually got contacted by media. And upon closer inspection, the map was City Hall and the police station. Where you can't do it anyway. Can't do it anyway. So, I, it, honestly, you know, I think uh, there's a lot of blame to be uh, doled be out. Down, yeah. yeah I, I, I think La Mesa is just from day one has treated this thing really sloppily now that that does not excuse the uh the the rioters no. and not at all not even kinda no but from the get-go this thing's been uh, a little sloppily handled right. but yesterday 600 cops i think there were 200 civilians uh that were assisting the cops uh from what i understand how many protesters three <laughs> and the pro- and I think the protesters were in the hundreds, and there was a lot of shouting, and there was a lot of yelling, and there were a couple of shoving matches. But for the most part, you know, one person got arrested, and everybody went home. And La Mesa was ready. And this La Mesa time. didn't. Uh, they were ready this burn. time. Yeah, and I do. So our, in our next segment, we have a re- really great show, by the way. Um, our next segment is actually Sheriff Gore. So we're going to talk to Sheriff Gore. I'm gonna, I want to ask him just real quick. I want to touch on what happened mm-hmm. yesterday in La Mesa and see how what his perspective is. But then we're going to talk about CCWs because we still get questions sure, about CCWs. Yeah. Is this real? Are they really issuing? And he's the man to ask that question to. He's the decider. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. More Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment rights. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense and those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Mike and Joe and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners for the 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Call Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com. Or you can call them direct at 469-310-9100. 469-310-9100. Hey, did you hear home mortgage interest rates have dropped? And if you're looking to buy or refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call the local mortgage guy that you could trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage for nearly 25 years. Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 
7221303 or just go to primeres.com backslash alpine. Well, unfortunately, uh, Sheriff Gore has not called in as yet. I did hear a police car go by with a siren, so he, <laughs> That's might, he might be on a call. Maybe he will. He uh, he confirmed on Friday, and uh, he was real excited about it. And really what we were going to talk to him about is the CCW program in San Diego. So maybe we should just chat a little bit about that and talk about uh, how things have, have, have changed and changed for the better. And it was something that, that everyone said couldn't wasn't going to happen. Um, but it happened. So uh, if you're if you're listening and you haven't gotten your CCW yet, now is the time. Um, they are issuing. What are they issuing? Like a hundred and yeah, it was up. Um, what was it up to forty one sixty seven? I think was the number of permits issued last month or up to last month. And then this month was a little bit slow, but I, I think because of the COVID stuff and the transitioning onto the software and everything, it slowed down a little bit. But it's, um, it's 100, 120 a month, something like that, right? Typically about 120 a month. Yeah, it was a little bit less this past month, but I think Where that was before, the issue. before, it was like two or three a month. If, it was if, if you were lucky. If it was that, yeah. Before the changes, there were 1,100 issue total, and now there are over 4,000 just a couple, three years later. Well, and you have to say, too, I mean, the, the sheriffs have done a really good job because I know there was a lot of concern that okay, when they, they gave the okay that they were going to, you know, go back on it maybe or renege on the, you know, that process and, and not really be enthusiastic about it. But it looks like they've been great with it, though. I mean, they're doing a really good job. Um, they're really helpful. Uh, if you go down there, the the clerks and the people that work at the sheriff's office are really good about it. So they've uh, they've really embraced it. So I think it's going real well. They, they are. They're very proud of it. They are very enthusiastic and super helpful. I will say the one of the more common questions I'm getting is people are saying, hey, if you go to the sheriff's website, it says that they're closed. They're not processing. And that is just not true. If you read the uh, sheriff's website about COVID-19, what it says is that they are closed to just walk-ins, right. the licensing department. So you can't just show up one day. You have to have, have a prior appointment. Um, so you go through the computer system. It's, it's called Permitium. You apply you upload all your uh, documentation, um, which the documentation is fairly easy and pretty straightforward now, um, and they start processing your CCW. And then they give you a date and you come in by appointment. But don't be confused about their COVID-19 messaging. All it's saying is that the licensing department is closed to walk-ins, people without an appointment. And all government agencies are doing that. My father-in-law or my mother-in-law needed to get her license. And she freaked out because they said they were closed. Yeah, but they're not closed. It's by appointment only, and you got to fill out a bunch of paperwork online, and it'll happen. Right. Yeah, and the process is pretty easy. Too. I just did my renewal, and uh, the appointment process um, is not difficult at all. The permitium stuff is really pretty straightforward. Um, when you go there, because it's by appointment only, the the sheriffs at the door will check your name on the list, and you know if you're, they'll verify that you're on the list, and Before they let they you let in you there. In. Yeah, and then you go in, and the waiting room area is all um, kind of blocked off. The the, the chairs and ta- or uh, the places where you can sit, the benches are all taped off, so that everybody, if there were more people in there, I think when I went, there was two of us or something. It's like a restaurant. Yeah, it's it's exactly like that. But um, it went really well. The uh, renewal really did take less than ten minutes when I went in there. So um, so yeah, the the system works oh, really? pretty well. Less than ten minutes. Less than ten minutes. Did you yeah. have to take a test? No, you just do everything online, and the the actual in the office part is literally less than ten minutes. How long do you take you online? Um, not really that long because you have to upload all your stuff. So if you read it ahead of time, you copy all your stuff ahead of time. What's all your stuff? Um, the you know proof of address, um, your uh, qualification certificate that you get from the, the instructor. 
um, your good cause statement. So they give you a whole list of things. There's seven or eight things you need. And you just uh, copy them. You upload them. It's uh, Again, it's, I'm not a real enthusiastic computer guy. I can tell. Um, and it's, it was, yeah, it's odd that I make most of my living through a computer. But, um, <laughs> but no, it was really easy, really straightforward, and not a problem at all. So for people that are thinking about doing it and maybe they need to budget it, what, what kind of a cost factor are we looking at? Uh, do you remember the cost? It's, exa- it's about so your first appointment to apply. It's about one hundred and six dollars. Okay. Um, to take your class, you're gonna you're gonna spend between two hundred and three hundred, depending on who you go, depending with. on who you go to and and what what what's involved. Remember, your class is an eight hour class. If someone says, "Oh, we'll get you done in six hours," hang up the phone. Don't talk to that person. They are breaking the law and they will get you in trouble. Right. It is an eight hour class minimum. So two, three hundred dollars, uh, depending on who you see and what the class is like, and then when you pick up your permit, it's another fifty-one dollars. So all in, you're looking at yeah, three fifty, maybe four hundred dollars. See, I heard it was over a thousand. No, no, yeah. never, never has it been over a thousand. So somebody was lying. Yeah, well, may, I don't know. Did they mean? Does that include buying a gun? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I had talked to somebody. Uh, a while back, and that's what. what there, was. So the CCW. That's one of the reasons we wanted to have the sheriff on, and we want to talk about it. Is there are so many? Uh, there's so much misinformation about CCWs. My exactly, yeah. and some of it's well deserved. I mean, they really have been pretty impossible mm-hmm. to to get for for years. But we're trying to you know educate and get the right information. Well, out and there. Then the other thing that 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 we need to talk about too is if you do decide you want to get a CCW. They need to go to the San Diego County gun owners website and take that tutorial. So let's let's talk about that. So we have the best resources, and they're all completely and totally free. Um, if you go to San Diego County Gun Owners dot com slash ccw or sdcgo.org slash ccw or just go to our homepage and click on ccw, uh, you'll get to uh, you'll see a fifteen minute video that uh, walks you through the whole process, soup to nuts, uh, your good cause, what documentations you need, all that good stuff. Um, We have a good cause worksheet that walks you through how to write your good cause sentence by sentence. I mean, we truly are like baby feeding, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, spoon after spoon. This is exactly what you need to write. You know, the other thing, too, that adds to the confusion a little bit is it's different from county to county. Yeah. So there's 58 different counties in the state. Each county does it a little bit differently. So if you talk to someone, if you've got a friend in Orange County or in Riverside and they've got one, they'll tell you what they did, which is slightly different than what happens down here. So there's a little bit of confusion there. And there's an effort underway to kind of try to standardize all that stuff. So, um, you know, hopefully that'll work here. By the, the way, it's $50 years. in Texas. Yeah, I know. And you don't even have to... No. I mean, you didn't even, just yeah, come in and bring your money. I know. Well, yeah. we're not there yet. We're working on it. But just uh, three years ago, it was a big solid no. <laughs> now yeah. you can at least get it. And, and you know, and a lot of that has to do with the efforts of San Diego County gun owners. If it hadn't been for you guys, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be anywhere right now. For we CCW. we had a lot of help, but San Diego County gun owners organized this effort, pushed we were this the tip effort of the through. Sphere. Absolutely, without a doubt, we we organized uh, a lot of people to help us in a lot of ways. Um, but I, I you know give credit to the sheriff; he's done a fantastic job. The under sheriff Mike Barnett and his his whole crew, uh, th- everybody's been fantastic. They are super helpful now uh, at the uh, at the licensing department. I've got nothing but positive feedback. It's time. Get your CCW. 
uh, you know, don't go another day without. But go to the website, go through it. You can look at the video as many times as you like, yep. you know, until you're comfortable with it. And I'm sure if you have any questions, you could send questions in. Uh, Email us. But we also have free webinars uh, via Zoom, and there's a calendar of those webinars on that on that webpage, www.sandiegocountygunowners.com. How tough is the test? Or is there a test? You know, there's a written test. There's a uh, and there's a like a performance test. You have to, you know, like a marksman test. You know, you have to prove that you can, you know, use your gun. I, I wouldn't describe it as terribly difficult, but you got to know the material. You know, um, and that's what's good about the site. It's not difficult. Right? It's not difficult in the sense of uh, they're trying to trick you, like a uh, driver's test. Yeah, you got to know the material. You got to know what's going on. But uh, to yeah, to the application really, it, it, there's some hoops to jump through. But it, I, w- w- the days of people having problems are over. They've okay. pretty much streamlined it. Anybody can do it. I've seen. I, I've yet to see anybody that truly has no good cause. Right. Um, so well, you're not um, going to bother if you don't have a good cause. Well, w- really, what it is is that there's something about unless you wake up in the morning, get out of bed, go sit on the couch and watch TV until it's time to go to bed again. Unless you, unless you're that person, you have good cause. There's something about your life. Oh, so I can't. You'll get my. TV. That's all you do. Well, you're here at the radio station. Right? Yeah, but my TV is in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. So renewal, what did it cost for renewal? Um, we just went through that, right? So, no, but you just, didn't. I'm saying the renewal. We went through what did it cost to get well, a it's, CCW. It's pretty much the same, same thing because yeah. you still have to go. Oh, you've they got to go you through again. the class. Yeah, it's pretty much like doing it from scratch. When does it expire? How often? Uh, do you- two years. So the thing is good for two years. Every two years, you get to donate that money. Uh, is it tax deductible <laughs> not, yet. not hardly <laughs> not yet we'll work on that one when the when the time comes all right well okay well we're going to go ahead and take a small break and when we come back we still got john dylan a lot more with our good buddy john dylan haven't talked to him quite some time this is fm 961 am 1170 the answer Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Thousands and thousands of pandemic panic buyers just found out what San Diego shooters already knew. AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon has the widest selection of guns in the county. AO Sword has hundreds of different new and used guns and everything you could want for an AR-15. Whether you're looking for the latest competition rifle, combat pistol, or collectible cowboy iron, you'll find it all at A.O. Sword. They are also professional gunsmiths with a full machine shop. They can clean, repair, upgrade, or even customize your gun, including Cerakote. A.O. Sword Firearms is located at 929 East Main Street, just off Mollison in El Cajon. Best of all, they are friendly, informed, and actively support your rights. See for yourself with their legal and technical updates on Facebook, but you can also check them out at aosword.com or call direct at 619-749-4867. Finally, my good buddy is on the line. We haven't talked to John Dillon in so long, and he's going to give us an update on the courts, his lawsuit, and where are we now that the 10th Second Amendment cases were rejected 
by the Supreme Court. Hey, John, how you doing, buddy? Good, you know, just waiting for those aliens to come to finish off the end of the world. Uh, <laughs> I think they're here next Thursday, so let's go to lunch yeah, on Wednesday. They're, they're what do you due, think? right? We've done everything else. Now we got the aliens got to come. Now. Well, you appreciated paranoid there leading into your segment, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gun owner. I have to be paranoid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. Jeez Louise. No, and also it's just doing good, uh, you know surviving doing uh, the thing and uh, working with gun owners and trying to make sure that uh, they can get their guns when they desperately want and need them these days so how's the uphill battle going <laughs> well uh unfortunately there's not a lot of new stuff going on um so the two cases that i have right now in the southern district of california are jones v becerra which is the challenge to the ban on uh, gun sales to anyone under 21 uh, and the other one is Miller v. Becerra, which is the assault weapon uh, challenge. So the challenge uh, fighting against California's ban on assault weapons. So can't have evil, scary grips and plastic things attached to your gun. So the lawsuit that prev- it's a, it's uh, against the state for preventing adults who are under 21 from owning a fire or buying a firearm. And yeah. then and then the assault weapons ban. Those are the two laws. So what's the where are we with those? What's the status? Well, yeah, so uh, in both cases, we've submitted a preliminary injunction arguing that uh, each law is unconstitutional for various reasons. Uh, and though, you know, that preliminary injunction has been submitted in both cases uh, to the court, uh, and we're waiting on, uh, you know, the decision by the judges in each case. So uh, unfortunately, you know, we, we are going through this COVID pandemic and you know, there's no question that it's affected the courts. You know, uh, the Southern District has uh, issued a number of emergency orders and, you know, re-amended them over time. And uh, because of that, you know, certain cases are taking priority or, you know, people are doing teleconferencing uh, and, you know, video conferencing instead of showing up in person to, you know, uh, hearings. Uh, some have just been postponed for uh, a long time until it's kind of over. Uh, in our cases, uh, we are somewhat lucky in the sense that everything was kind of done and submitted to the court before uh, the pandemic started and before all this craziness went out. So we're literally just waiting for the judges to uh, write their decisions. And you know, the fact that it's taking this long, it's not unheard of at all. Um, it's only been a couple months. And I know that sounds crazy to people uh, who are listening, but uh, it's not crazy in, in the world of, you know, court decisions in, in the legal world. So it's uh, it's not too bad. Yeah, it'll t- it, it might take years. Yeah, this, this type of stuff, it does take a long time. And so... Um, the way I look at it, things are we're just in the the waiting period, and uh, once a decision is made, then that'll uh, determine what happens. Uh, you know, hopefully those decisions will come in our favor. And then that kind of brings me to the the next in, uh, topic here. You know, regardless of what these decisions are, it's you know pretty clear that it's not just going to end there, uh, you know, if we get a preliminary injunction in our favor, it it will likely be appealed by the state. And, you know, we'll start going up the ladder through the courts uh, and through the Ninth Circuit and getting, you know, various appeals uh, completed on this case and these cases. Uh, And, and, you know, maybe even eventually get up to, you know, petitioning uh, for review by the Supreme Court. And, 
you know, a lot of people uh, have, you know, are pretty knowledgeable now that they heard that the Supreme Court denied review of 10 different Second Amendment challenges, uh, which was a big blow to the Second Amendment community. We were all hoping that, you know, we'd get at least one uh, case taken up, especially since the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association case was mooted out um, and remanded. So that was not fun. But, you know, the analysis has been, you know, people are talking about it and they've given their analysis. But basically we have this. You only need four judges to accept uh, a case for review by the United States Supreme Court. Uh, and right now we have four justices that, you know, it's pretty predictable how they're going to side when it comes to a Second Amendment case. Uh, and you have four justices that we we know are pretty, uh, I can say anti-2A, but they have a different opinion on what uh, the Second Amendment means. So that means you have a, uh, one justice who could go either way, and that would probably be Justice Roberts. So uh, because they, you know, the courts right now, as it stands, uh, they could have had num- uh, enough justices to accept a case. I'm thinking that likely the swing vote is the uncertain vote, and the other justices aren't sure where he would fall when it comes to actually making a decision on a Second Amendment case. And do you really want to take a Second Amendment case? Uh, no, I think with the you know the likelihood of you know your swing vote going the other direction. I don't know. Well, it's pure I, speculation. My my question is, I mean, that'd be just like if somebody said, "All right, Dave, I need you to do this." Nah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Isn't that their job to sit there and and and, and look at these cases, especially? It's something that's as important as Second Amendment issues. I, I, I'm just flabbergasted that they wouldn't, they just well, decided yeah, so not to look at it. In, you know, to give them a little credit here, the, you know, hundreds and thousands of cases get petitioned to the Supreme Court for review every year, uh, and they can only take so many cases. So they do have, uh, you know, the responsibility and, you know, even pleasure of being able to pick which cases they want. Now, as Justice Thomas has put it in his dissenting opinions, the Second Amendment has become a constitutional orphan. Uh, And he says this because, you know, time and time again, we have these lower court decisions in the Court of Appeals, which do not work with the decision in Heller uh, and seem to kind of make up their own standard that was never applied in Heller. and Justice Thomas has made it clear, like, you know, in his dissenting opinions in, you know, not taking these uh, Second Amendment cases that, you know, they're not doing it right. And we need to step in and, you know, issue a new decision to provide guidance for the lower yeah, courts. Fix it. It's very clear that there's judges, uh, you know, I'd probably say there's four justices right now that really, really want to make uh, to take up a Second Amendment case and issue a decision on that. Um but, you know, you're going to need five to win. You need a 5-4 win. Um, and if you can't get that fifth, maybe they're saying, well, if we can't make sure that we have another, you know, constitutionalist that can interpret it the right way, you know, maybe we need to wait until something happens and there's maybe a new justice. So the four judges, you're saying the four judges that it would have taken to to hear one of the Second Amendment cases those the four judges uh, were not confident that they had a fifth vote 
uh, in order to, to get the right decision. So they said, you know what, we're not if it's if we're this unsure, we're not going to take the case because we don't want it to go the wrong way. Yeah, it's pure speculation, but I say that because you also have four justices that, you know, lean on the other side and don't uh, interpret the Second Amendment the same way. And so they still had enough to accept the case and rule the other way. So uh, well, they're probably equally unsure. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so I think that the, the swing vote is just it's so uncertain and no one's really comfortable taking a case when they can't at least predict you know, somewhat where this person's going to fall. But, John, I may not be the sharpest pencil in the box, but how complicated is Second Amendment? I mean, it seems to me like it's written out pretty clear and pretty basic. Yeah, you know, uh, shall not be infringed. Uh, I, mean, I would interpret that as fairly strong language. How um, could you change that? How could somebody say that that does, see, that's the part that just boggles the mind? Well, Eric, I'll put it this way. Uh, I I was told this going into law school, and you know, I was excited to you know take some constitutional law classes, and you know, the year I think it's your second year when you take constitutional law. And I was talking to a, an attorney that, and he tells me he's like, "Oh, you're taking constitutional law." I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm kind of into it. I'm excited. I want to learn." And he's like, "Oh, get ready to learn about all the rights you don't have." Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it, it is a pessimistic way of looking at it, but it is, uh, you know, when you do study uh, constitutional law and you get into that uh, area of law, it, it does seem that it many rights, not just the Second Amendment, but many rights have been watered down sure. uh, over the years. Uh, so, again, it's one of those things I think it's very important, and especially in times like this uh, where, you know, you got people rioting and burning yeah. courthouses down and pandemics going on and just a, a large amount of uncertainty going on that people should understand and know their rights. And I think this is one of those instances where, you know, the second amendment, you know, we've had more gun sales in the last couple of months mm -hmm. than you know ever. And, you know, I, I personally, I went to a, a liberal college and in law school, I, I have a lot of very liberal friends that I'm known as the gun guy of our friend group. I'm the crazy gun nut. Uh, I, and I had a large number of those guys calling me and asking, okay, so how do I buy a gun? What do I need <laughs> yeah, do? right, right, right. I have to wait 10 days? Why do I have yeah. to wait 10 days? Uh, and they weren't even talking to you before because you're the crazy <laughs> gun guy, right? Yeah, so, you know, uh, I had the pleasure of being able to help my friends exercise their rights, and I I think it's a good thing. I, You know, you can differ from me politically and, and your opinions on a lot of stuff, but, you know, if you're going to want to exercise your rights, I think that's a fantastic and wonderful thing, regardless of who you're going to vote for. It's great to exercise your rights, all of them. And after you have that debate, whether you agree or disagree, you can still go have a beer. But that, yeah, that, that, you, you can't do that now. You can't do that today. Have a beer and ha have a nice day. It's yeah. great. <laughs> you need to put a gun social together with all your uh, liberal friends, and Michael well, Michael this. put it together for you. There you go. So, so we have the, the gun prom coming up. You going to be there? Uh, yes, we have a table. Uh, and I'll, I wanted to put this out. Um, you know, how about the first five people to email uh my email address at my office, jdillon, D-I-L-L-O-N, at dillonlawgp.com. Uh, you'll get a free seat at my table. Whoa. Whoa. You hear that? Okay, so repeat that. It's yeah. your email. Email John at his work email address, which is? 
J Dillon, D I L L O N, at DillonLawGP.com, uh, and you'll get a free seat, first five people. There you go. And that's 100 bucks a ticket, folks. So if you've never been to Gun Prom, this is a golden opportunity for you to. Hell, I've been trying to sell my seats, and now you're giving them away. <laughs> giving them away. That? Gets to there for free with a with a Bill of Rights champion oh, attorney yeah. at the event of the year. Somebody who stands. And I'm a big. By the way, I'm a big fan of not just the Second Amendment, but the entire uh, Bill of Rights. I am you too. Know, greed and sloth and absolutely uh, the whole thing, all of them. So. All right, John. Well, hey, thank you very much. It's so good to hear from you again. I know you're a busy guy, but we really love it when you call in. So, folks. Whenever you have a gun issue, you do not touch a dial or do anything until you talk to John Dillon. Thanks again, buddy, and you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. All right, have a good one, guys, and email in for a seat. You got it. Boy, well, that'd be cool. They're probably already emailing now. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio on FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. This segment is brought to you by Firearms Legal Protection. What's the best defense for self-defense in those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Mike, Joe, and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com or call them direct at 469-310-9100. 469-310-9100. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. This segment is brought to you by The Gun Range San Diego at 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. Hours are Sunday through Thursday, 10 to 7 and 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Go to thegunrangesandiego.com. Normally, we have our buddy Jason calling in, but he has not called in. So we were talking to John about the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. and all the difficulties there. I thought that was really interesting. Well, I'm a little bummed out. I mean, their job is their job, and it seems to me like the Constitution and our Second Amendment rights, especially nowadays, you know, as as convoluted as it is and as crazy as it is, you know, it just seems to me like it, it's something that, that we, you know, we really should be, you know, getting on board and, and, and you know, getting taken care of. Well, what, and following on that, what we started to talk about during the break off air um, was, you know, John's point that um, some of the justices, you know, the four, you know, more constitutionalist justices were thinking that maybe this isn't the right time to do a... Um, to do a second amendment case because you're not you're not sure of the outcome don't you think it's a perfect time to do it if you're sure of the outcome yes you don't want to go the other way where we get a decision from the supreme court that goes wrong and then you have to live with that for 10 yeah. more years or something but um i was mentioning uh during the break we were talking about um an article i'd read a couple of weeks ago from the Powerline blog which i've talked about before here it's a great uh just a great place for information and um 
there was an article on there about why does it seem so difficult for conservatives to pick justices that are reliable for the Supreme Court? Because if you look, uh, Justice Roberts is what a Bush appointee? Is that where he yep, came from? Yes, he was. And Bush, yet, Bush number one, I believe, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah, he's been there for a while, and and you know, yet they're not. You know, he's considered now a swing vote could go either way. And you know, as a conservative, I don't want I don't want to see them appoint justices that that are going to rule conservatively all the time. What I want is justices that are going to rule according to the Constitution. And if if they rule according to the Constitution. As a conservative, I'm going to be happy with it most of the time anyway. But, you know, it seems like on the left, what they end up doing is they put justices on there, and they do this in the lower courts as well, that are, uh, I guess, social activists or whatever, or they they rule um, in a way that they think is socially correct as opposed to what the Constitution says. And, um, you know, from the conservative side, we should be able to get justices on there that don't do that, that rule according to the Constitution. And uh, this article was just saying that we just, it seems to be difficult for conservatives to reliably pick justices that do that. The liberals don't seem to have uh, that problem. Or, yeah. or it was number, Bush too, I'm sorry. Roberts was under Bush too, but just to clarify, but it, it is, it, it's crazy. I mean, it seems so straightforward. That's what I think. You know, but, uh, and, it, and it really is. It, you know, the Second Amendment is very, very clear and straightforward. Which is why they have to go through. I mean, they really have to go through this whole rigmarole to to explain why you know the the founding fathers didn't mean what they what it says. <laughs> well, see, and that's why I, I think we need a good solid ruling on it. They want to do this correctly because all of these laws, like all these goofy laws that we have here in California, and you see it, you know, across the other bad states, all of these laws infringe on your right to keep and bear arms. And yeah. I think the, the Supreme Court has to make a strong ruling saying you can't do any of you this stuff. You can't do that. And uh, I think right. that's what it needs because otherwise it's going to be just a piecemeal. It'll be like it is now. Hey. Everybody told me that back in 2008 that Heller versus D.C. was going to do exactly that. That was the decision. And everybody woohoo threw their hands up in the air, right. and nothing happened. happened. We'll see, and hope that hopefully they can learn from that mistake oh, and um, make a a more strong or a stronger statement when they actually do rule on one of these things. Because um, you know, I have to be optimistic. I, I I think they want to. I think they want to do it correctly. It's just I, I think they need the right the right venue or the right vehicle to do that on. And maybe these ten things that were there, um, you know, this time they didn't. Either they didn't think they were any of them were exactly the right one to do it on, or they weren't sure. Give me again, my about eggs that. back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not to change subject, but I've just realized I've had two questions: one from July nineteenth, and one today All right. from a listener. All right, and I keep forgetting to tell you. Back in July nineteenth, he said, "Of all crimes with guns, what percentage are committed by legal gun owners?" I, I don't know right off the top of my head, but it's. Teeny tiny small. Okay, the second. Um, it's basically uh, the the majority. Minuscule. Yeah, the majority of people who uh, I should say the majority of of murder or homicides where a firearm is involved are uh, the, the vast majority Stolen. are career criminals mm-hmm. who obtain their firearm illegally right. and are engaged in some other crime, so a drug deal or a right. robbery, something like that, and they're career criminals. This isn't right. their first day. Right. And then there's a very small percentage of homicides that are uh, 
you know, defensive gun use, like, uh, you know, someone defending themselves, mm-hmm. there's a teeny tiny little itty bitty percentage that are uh, uh, an accident, something right. like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's somewhere around 40, 45%, something like that are suicides. Right. Next question he had was, how about... Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. About 60%, right? Yeah, yeah it depends on, on how you look at it. Because if you're saying homicide, that's a CDC term, and they include any Everything. You know, killing a human with a gun. Right, right. If you watch the FBI numbers, they talk murders, right. where it's intentionally killing exactly. someone with a gun. So they're a little bit different. But the, the suicides are... Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's... Uh, but a little over half of people who die and a gun's involved in the United States every year, a little over half are suicides. Mm, crazy. Also, how about an update on the magazine ban? Do we have any any latest news? Sure. Well, the magazine ban, of course, they uh, um, the magazine ban was a part of Prop 63, and that was voted into law. And uh, part of it was it was already illegal to import uh, and, and buy or sell uh, magazines that held more than 10 rounds in California. It was already illegal. There's a couple other laws. This law, Prop 63, further made it illegal, uh, went, went a little bit further and made it illegal to actually possess a, 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 a magazine, no matter how you obtained it, um, that held more than 10 rounds. So the judge, uh, Judge Benitez, uh, St. Benitez, uh, said, nope, that's uh, we're going to put an injunction on that. We're going to, I'm sorry, we're going to, uh, yeah, we're going to put an injunction on it. Um, and then he had to reverse his own decision. He had to put a stay on his own injunction. Um, so we had, of course, a week of, of uh, the ability to buy a normal capacity magazines. Um, and uh, right now it's it's legal to own uh, magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. You, can, you still can't buy them. You can't import them. You can't uh, sell them in California. Um, you also can't take possession of them. So, Joe, if you had a 15-round magazine and you said, here, Mike, here's a gift, a 15-round magazine, I could not uh, take ownership of that, you know. Um, so it's not just a uh, it's not just a ban on, on buy and sell. It's also a ban on transfers in that manner. Which isn't a problem for us because we all own 15-round um, magazines that we bought during our legal freedom week. So uh, right. all of ours are fine. Or prior. I mean, yeah, I've had 15-round mags since uh, prior to 2000. So, yeah. so I just got another. What, what am I, the social darling yeah. of Gun Owners Radio? Exactly. Uh, a caller or a, a listener wants to know what's the update on the micro stamping bill, which was opposing AB 2847, an attempt to uh, legitimize California's failed micro stamping so, requirement. So the micro stamping, right now you have to, in order to get a brand new firearm on the roster of safe firearms so that uh, FFLs can sell that firearm within California. The firearm has to have a, uh, a a serial number on the, uh, on the firing pin. It has to stamp it on the casing. Um, What they are attempting to do is they're actually attempting to ease that and say, all right, well, it doesn't have to be, I'm really dumbing this down by the way, because we have like a minute for me to explain this and it takes way longer than that. But now that this new bill is basically saying, okay, well, we, we, it doesn't have to be that complicated. It can just be like a, a very small, you know, serial number, um, and it, it it doesn't have to be on two different places on the casing. Um, that way, uh, because they know that the technology doesn't exist to do right. that, so they're trying to make it to where the technology does exist. The trade-off is if you do invent that and get a gun onto the roster, 
two guns have to be pulled off the three, two or three guns. Three, I believe. Three, three guns have to be pulled off the roster to put that new compliant gun on the roster. It passed. Um, it's not written into law yet, but uh, so far it's making its way through the legislature. Once it's in the legislature, it's too late, guys. We have yep. no influence. No influence. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We still have another hour of Gun Owners Radio on FM 9671. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.